0: Welcome to the Good Fight Sports Podcast, your home for local sports here in the 574. Hello and welcome to the Good Fight Sports Podcast. My name is Kenny Kramer. There's no Brady today. It's unfortunate, uh, but you know how it is around here in the show must go on so this is week number seven yes week number seven of no week number six of high school football uh this is our recap show um again had some had some things come up that i couldn't come down and record um which is unfortunate um Don't worry, I will get back on that. I apologize. Anyway, uh, so recap of week six for high school football uh, and college football, uh, starting with uh, local high school breaking news um, for football anyway. As we've noted on this podcast, both Brady and I, mostly, um, we are all over South Bend Clay for their thirty four game losing streak. And Clay put their thirty four game losing streak on the line on on Saturday afternoon at one o'clock at Clay against North Newton. North Newton came in with a sixteen game losing streak. So it is a battle of losers, really. And Clay did something that I really didn't see possible for Clay. Clay not only won the game, they won 54 to nothing against North Newton. Uh, Just absolutely blew them out of the water. Um, So, congratulations to South Bend Clay for winning their first game in 34 games. Uh, this is also their seventh win since 2012. Uh, they're now seven and ninety-eight. So if, if you're if you're in if you're a South Bend Clay fan and you happen to listen, uh, congratulations. Enjoy it. Unfortunately, you're not getting another win, most likely all season. Um, I don't even know what your next game is. I really don't care. Because, again, you're going to lose. But, however, now North Newton extends their losing streak to 17. And now Atika has the longest losing streak in the state at 25. Um, after they lost to Riverton Park, 53 to nothing. So South Bend Clay... Nice job on ending your second 30-plus game-losing streak. Um, and be happy you're not going to have to uh, set another one because you're done. So now let's move on to some actual um, scores and all that all that jazz for high school football. First with the spotlight game of the week for the Good Fight Sports Podcast. It, it was... Uh, number six and two way LaVille five and one at John Glenn four and two Uh, this is a backyard brawl kind of a feel I mean it is a it's a fierce rivalry Uh, these two teams do not like each other Um, it's kind of like LaVille Bremen only there's less hatred towards Glenn Um, but that yeah, these two teams just do not like each other at all. And this was the 58th time these two teams were meet, meeting on the gridiron. Uh, and the Lancers do hold a, a lead in the rivalry. They came in with a record of 33-23-1 against the Falcons. And uh, the Lancers, in the first half, looked abysmal. Uh, it looked like the uh it looked like laville had knox miss tackling hangover uh, the the lancers couldn't tackle a tackling dummy if it was right in front of them that's how many tackles they were missing it, it was just one incredible how many tackles were missing and and just depressing how many tackles they were missing i mean it, they were sure tackles and the john glenn players were just Running right through. I mean, the game started off with a kick return by the Falcons right off the bat. I mean, that was opening kick takes it all the way back to the house. It was like ninety plus yards. It was ridiculous, and, and and nobody was within ten yards of the guy. It was it was just it was just bad. However, Glenn missed the extra point, so they were only up six nothing. Uh, and then the Lancers were first to punt on their first series. Um, but then the Lancers did get the ball back. Uh, and then they went down and scored to take a seven to six lead. Uh, and that was their only lead in the first half. Um, then Glenn, then Glenn, not Glean Glenn answered um, scoring a touchdown on their next possession. Um, but they went for two, they failed. so it was 12 to seven. I know, weird score. Um, then the next uh, then next drive, uh, LaVille got a field goal to cut the lead to 12-10. And then that was all LaVille scored in the first half. And then Glenn proceeded to score the next 15 unanswered points to take a 27-10 halftime lead. Uh, and it didn't feel like a 17-point lead for the Falcons. It felt like the uh, like John Glenn was up by at least 20. And honestly, at that point, I really didn't see any sort of way LaVille was going to win. It was going to be a miracle if they did. Um, But I, I just thought that Glenn was just going to come out, kind of punch LaVille right in the mouth a little bit, and then just kind of... Not sit back and coast, but play a little bit more safe, I guess. But in the second half, LaVille got the ball, and they drove right down the field, scored, had a couple 4th and two, fourth and one conversions, and just kept the ball moving. They ran the ball a lot in the second half. I will give them that. they ran they ran the ball which was their bread and butter. It's been their bread and butter all year, uh, but Cody Allen really did a good job uh, running the ball for the Lancers. He finished with 134 yards, just the workhorse for Laville running the ball and they went down scored, uh, cutting it to 27 to 17. And then the preceding kick. Was just absolutely crazy. So LaVille kicks the ball. Falcon player gets to about the Glenn 45 yard line. Um, I believe, I don't know who made the tackle, uh, but whoever made the tackle for LaVille forced the fumble. Lucas Plummer picks up the ball and he's going. It looks like he's about ready to score a touchdown, but. Glenn player tackles him. Plummer fumbles the ball. Glenn recovers on their own five-yard line. And then Glenn goes three and out because um, LaVille forced a turnover. Uh, Xavier Lefebvre picked the ball off to get the ball, I believe, at the Glenn 14. So, I mean, LaVille had prime field position. First play, Plummer, quick pass for a touchdown. Uh, it was a perfect pass right over the shoulder, right where the receiver could get it. And I mean, honestly, the receiver was wide open. So if the receiver did miss it, it was going to be on the receiver and not Plummer because Plummer put it right where he needed to. Uh, and then LaVille cut the lead to 3 at 27 to 24. Um, and it was... Honestly, it was the the second half when Laville came out and scored a touchdown that you can kind of see the momentum start to shift. S- something happened. I don't know what it was, but something happened. You can kind of see the Laville bench start to get a little bit more hyped. You know, the, the Laville crowd was a little bit more into it, you know, and just the feeling, the the the, the, mo- the momentum swing. I mean, it was you could feel it. I mean, you didn't have to be a fan of either Glenn or LaVille. You could feel the momentum shift, start to shift when the Lancers scored coming right out of the break. And then momentum shift when Plummer picked up the ball. Fumble I really the momentum didn't the momentum didn't shift when Plummer fumbled the ball at the five. It just kind of just kind of stalled a little bit. But right when Xavier and Lefebvre picked the ball off, momentum shifted. And then momentum really did shift when LaVille scored the touchdown to cut the lead to three. And the LaVille defense, credit to them, I mean, they put up a heck of a job in the second half. Tackling, their their tackling was better. they I mean, there was times where they allowed Glenn to move the ball, get it past the 50. But over those times, Glenn went f- four plays, and they were done. Uh, they went for it every time that they went down the field in the second half in the fourth quarter in the, in the yeah, in the second half, uh, past the 50. and both times they failed. So credit to the Laville defense, they they shut down for the most part, shut down Glenn offensively in the second half. And for the Laville offense, they stepped up, they just ran the ball. They were consistent in that. And then because of that, you had the play-action pass open up, and Plummer did throw a, a touchdown uh, to take the lead at 31-24, which was then the final score of the game, uh, and the Lancers win the the rivalry game, and they make it now eight straight years. Seven straight years. Seven straight years Laville has beaten John Glenn in football. And they've won eight of the last nine meetings now. So the whole feel of the of this rivalry has really shifted back in Laville's favor since Laville has become known for kind of known for football. Um and it's it's just impressive. Um other games uh before we get to some other scores. Uh South Bend St. Joe um played at Penn, number 10, 6A Penn. Um and well, Penn just kind of absolutely handled Saint Joe. Penn won twenty eight to nothing. Really nothing to report on that one. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it's just Penn won again, woohoo, um, less than inferior competition. So, yeah, uh, although Penn is going to have a big test upcoming in their next game, they play new Prairie. I've seen a lot where they call Penn new Prairie crosstown rivals. No, no, they're not. They're not crosstown rivals. They're not rivals at all. Um, nice try to kind of build up the game, but let's just be honest. Penn New Prairie is not a rivalry. Um, can it be a rivalry? Yes. Is it? No. Um, now the game, the game of all games in the area, was uh, number six five A Mishawaka at Northwood. Uh, this game, I thought Mishawaka was going to win. However, they I most people probably think probably Mishawaka fans think they probably should have, um, but Northwood pulled off the upset to knock off uh, number six Mishawaka Uh, in an incredible game. um, The Panthers won forty three to forty two in overtime and just watching the highlights it was just wow uh a game that i wish i would have went to um but you know you got to go to laville but i mean just the back and forth feeling probably there's no no lead was comfortable until um northwood stopped mishawaka from scoring a touchdown um I think I actually I think it was a 2 point conversion they had to do and they missed. So I think Mishawaka had a shot to win. They went for 2 and they failed. I think I think that's how it was. Um but just incredible game. No lead was safe until the very very end. So credit to Northwood getting the upset. Uh, and Mishawaka drops now to five and two, um, and the series is now tied at two two. This was the only the fourth meeting between uh, the two schools. Then some other uh, other scores from around the area: Bremen beat Prairie Heights thirty four to nothing. This was the sixth meeting between the two schools, and Bremen has won all of them. Caston ends their 20 game losing streak, beating Culver 49 to 14. However, the Cavaliers of Culver lead the series 8 to three. Number four, 6A Crown Point beat Laporte 42 to nothing. This was the 35th meeting between these two schools uh, and rivals. Crown Point leads the series 19 to 16. Culver Academy beat Woodland 42 to nothing. This was the 12th meeting between these two schools. Uh, and uh, Woodland leads the series 8-4. East Noble throttled number 14 in foray, Columbia City, 35 to nothing. This was the 60th meeting between these two schools, and the series is now tied 30 apiece. Elkhart handled South Bend Adams 34 to nothing. This was the this is the was the fourth meeting between these two schools since the Elkhart merge, and the Lions lead the series four games to none. Garrett beat Fairfield 22 to 19. This was the 20th meeting between these two schools, and Garrett now leads the series 12 games to eight. Goshen beat Plymouth. What a shock! Twenty-four to twenty-one. This was the fifty-third meeting between these two schools and rivals, and Goshen leads the series thirty to twenty-three. Number four Hanover number four and three a Hanover Hanover Central beat number fifteen and four a Hobart thirty-one to twenty-six. Jimtown beat South Bend Washington thirty-five to nothing. Number 15 and 3A, Knox, handled number 10 and 1A, Pioneer, 50-8. This was only the ninth meeting between these two schools, and Pioneer still leads the series 7-2. to 2. Lake Central beat Chesterton, 20-14. Marion beat Angola, 39-14. Number 10 and 4A, New Prairie, beat number 13 and 4A, South Bend Riley, 35-12. Uh, this was the eleventh meeting between these two schools, and New, uh, New Prairie has won all ten since joining the NI, uh, since joining the NIC in twenty fifteen. Manchester beat Whitco twenty one to nothing. This was the fifty first meeting between these two schools, and Whitco leads the series thirty three to eighteen. Michigan City beat Portage twenty one to eight. Thirtieth meeting between these two schools, Portage leads the series twenty to ten. Number nine in one A North White beats South Newton fifty eight to twenty two. This was the fifty seventh meeting between these two schools, and North White leads the series thirty one to twenty six. In the TV forty six game of the week number 8 and 4a northridge beat number 10 and 5a concord 21 to 14 this was the 46th meeting between these two schools concord leads the series 34 to 10 uh going back in the history concord won 15 straight at one point from 1994 to 2008 and from 1976 to 82 Concord outscored the Raiders four twenty-two to twenty-one. Not kidding. Number thirteen and two a Rochester handled Northfield sixty-two to nothing. Uh, Rochester owns that series thirty-six to nine, and uh, the Zebras also won twenty consecutive games from nineteen ninety-five to twenty fourteen. South Central beat Lake Station 61-8. to This was the 22nd meeting between these two schools. South Central leads that series 15-7. Number 12, 3A, Tippecanoe Valley upset number 3 and 3A, West Lafayette, 35-13. to That game was on the road down in West Lafayette, which is a tough place to play. So congratulations to the Tippecanoe Valley. They are a threat now in 3A, at least in the north. Number 15 in 1A, Triton. handled number 12 in 1A, North Judson, 40-7. to 7. This was the 12th meeting between these two schools, and North Judson leads the series 8-4. Number 5 in 5A, Valparaiso beat number 4 in 5A, Merrillville, 26-24. This was the 63rd meeting between these two rivals. And Maryville leads the series 34-29. Wabash beat North Miami 20-18. 18th meeting between these two schools and North Miami leads 11-7. In the battle for the W trophy, Warsaw barely beat Wallace 22-15. Uh, this was the 55th meeting between these two rivals, and Warsaw leads the series 37-17 and one. West Noble squeaked out a win against Lakeland 35 to 34 in overtime. This was the 60th meeting between these two schools, and Lakeland leads the series 36 to 24. And the final local game, Winamac beat. Number 11 in 1A West Central, 22 to 14. This was the 49th meeting between these two schools, and Winnemac leads the series 37 to 12. Now some for, uh, for some games around the state. Number one in 3A, Indianapolis Bishop Chatard handled Andrean, 41 to nothing. Uh, this is only the fourth meeting between these two schools, and Shatard has won all four. Heritage beat number three and two A Bluffton 27-21. This was the 41st meeting between these two schools, and Heritage leads the series 31 to 10. Number two in 6A, Ben Davis. Handled number 9 and 6A, Carmel, 45 to 16. This was the 50th meeting between these two rivals and the series is tied at 25. Number two and 4A Evansville rights handled number three and three and 4A Evansville Memorial 34 to nothing. This was the 101st meeting between these two rivals down in Evansville. Uh, the series started in 1925. And Wrights leads this series 56-39-5. In the Battle of the Bishops over in Fort Wayne. Number 8-2A, Fort Wayne Bishop Lures squeaked out Fort Wayne Bishop Dwanger 29-28. 61st meeting between these two rivals. And Dwanger leads this series 35-26. to 26. Number 6-6A. Six Indianapolis Cathedral beat Cincinnati LaSalle of Ohio, 39-26. Number 1 and 1A, one Indianapolis Lutheran beat Monrovia, 49-14. Uh, this is Lutheran's 37th straight win. Number 2 and 2A, two Triton Central beat number 7 and 2A, Indianapolis Cecina, 38-14 this was the 60 16th meeting between these two schools and Cicino leads a series 11 to six. So now we're going to, now I'm going to do the, um, my local high school football top 15. Um, and this is up to week seven, which would be this week. Uh, so at number one, I have Penn, um, I mean, just the fact that pen is just pen is pen. Uh, number two, I have crown point, crown point. Um, after last week I was like, you know, I need to have crown point in the rankings and I wasn't going to change it. So I just decided, you know, it was like, you know what? If crown point wins, we're going to put them in and we're going to put them in at number two. If they lose, I'll figure it out. Uh, However, they won. So Crown Point is number two. Uh, at number three, I have New Prairie. Uh, they're six and one after a good win against South Bend Riley. Warsaw, I have at number four. Um, Northridge, I have at number five. Valpo moves up. Um, they're at six. Knox, I have at seven. LaVille, I have back up at Eight. They were 10th last week. Uh, Northwood moves up. I had them at 9. Mishawaka falls to number 10. Um, Let's see. And then number 11, I have Tippecanoe Valley. They were 14th last week. Uh, South Bend Riley falls, too. They fall to number 12 uh, after being number 6 last week. Uh, Number 13, I have Triton. Number 14, I have North White. And then at number 15, I have Concord. So, uh, coaches' poll for Indiana High School basketball. I just can't speak today, man. It's so weird. Uh, the coaches' poll is not out yet. Uh, however, I can tell you who is one in the top 10 for each class uh, in the rankings. So, in class 6A overall the top 10 was nine and one with the only loss being Carmel um, let's see in 5A the top 10 was six and three losses being Mariville, Mishawaka and Concord. in 4a the top 10 was seven and two. Losses being Evansville Memorial and Brebuff Jesuit. 3A, top 10 was 7-2. and two. Losses being West Lafayette and Vincennes Lincoln. Uh, I fully expect Tippecanoe Valley to jump way up in 3A. If they don't, then there's something wrong. Uh, in 2A, top 10 was 6-3. and three. Losses being Bluffton, Heritage Christian, and indianapolis cecina Expect L'Aville to move up again. Um, and then in 1A, top 10 was 10-1 and 1, with the loss being Pioneer. With that, let's do conference standings where everyone sits at the moment. First with the Hoosier North. Knox is number one in the Hoosier North at the moment. Unfortunately, they are five and zero in the conference, seven and zero overall, and they've won seven consecutive games. LaVille sitting at t- sitting tied for number two. They're four and one, six and one overall. They've won one game. Triton is four and one overall, five four and one in the conference, five and two overall. And they've won three in a row now. North Judson is three and two, four and two overall. They've lost one. Pioneer two and three, four and two overall, and they've lost two. Winnemac one and four, two and five overall, and they've won two. Caston one and four, one and six overall, and they've won one. And then Culver rounds out the HNAC. 0-5, 0-7 overall, and they've lost 8. Now for the NIC. New Prairies and Penn are tied uh, for first place. Both teams are 3-0, and 6-1 overall. Uh, New Prairie has won 6, uh, and Penn has won 4. Elkhart sitting right behind in second place at 2-1. and one. Three and four overall, and they've won two. Walker, Marion is one and two, three and four overall, and they've won one. South Bend St. Joe is one and three, three and four overall, and they've lost one. And South Bend Adams is 0 and four, one and six overall, and they've lost four. In the NIC South Division, basically small small team uh, conference small team division uh, South Bend Riley still sitting at number 1 at 3 and 0, 6 and 1 overall and they've lost one. John Glenn and Jimtown both tied for second place at 2 and 1 in the conference. Glenn is 4 and 3 and they've lost one and Jimtown is 3 and 4 and they've won one. Bremen at 1 and 2, 3 and 4 overall and they've won one. South Bend Washington, one and three, two and five overall, and they've lost two. And South Bend Clay, zero and three, one and six overall, and they've won one. And then finally in the Northern Lakes, Northridge and War- Northridge Warsaw and Mishawaka all tied for first place at four and one in the conference. Northridge and Warsaw are both six and one. Northridge has won four. Warsaw's won one, and then Mishawaka comes in at five and two, and they're and they've lost one. Northwood two and two, five and two overall, and they've won two. Concord two and two overall, two and two in the conference, four and three overall, and they've lost one. Plymouth one and. F- Plymouth, Goshen, and Wawasee are all tied for last at one and four. Plymouth comes in at two and five, and they've lost three. And Goshen is one and four, one and six overall, and they've won one. And Wawasee is one and six, and they've lost four. So, switching gears to college football. First, some college football news before we get into Notre Dame versus Duke. So, there's been reports out that Clemson has found a way to get out of their, um, get out of, well, not of their, but get out of paying the grant of rights fee for leaving the conference. Um, that fee is $120 million. And Clemson would have to pay that in order to start the process of leaving the ACC um, Clemson I guess has found a way to get out of that um, which could confirm them leaving the ACC at some point um, I would expect some sort of announcement here soon um, and then I wouldn't be surprised the Florida State also goes to the SEC. And then if you're the ACC, do you try and get some other teams to join? Do you try and go after Oregon State and Washington State? The only two, the basically the Pac-2 over there, do you go after them to try and replace them? Do you give a sweet deal to Notre Dame? Do you try and do that? But at this point, I, I think Notre Dame is happy right where they are because they have everything you would want. I mean, they have their own TV deal. Uh, if they had their own TV network, that'd be even better too. But that's neither here or there. So, Notre Dame Duke, um Notre Dame found a way to bounce back uh, Saturday beating number 17 Duke on the road 21 to 14. Uh, the Irish were thin at wide receiver. They had both Jaden Thomas and Jaden Greathouse out. Um, I don't know if the reasons were made public, uh, and if they were, I did not find them. Notre Dame was up thirteen to nothing in the second half at one point, but then Duke stormed back, take the took the lead at fourteen to thirteen. Then after a pooch kick by Duke quarterback Riley Leonard, uh, Notre Dame went down the field and scored and with under a minute left with an object Estime, 30-yard touchdown, take the lead back. Did go for two to make it a seven-point game. Obviously worked su- successful on that um, on a pass to Rico Flores and then the Irish and. In- now to five and one this is their first ranked win of the season and they have another chance to do it again next week this upcoming week as they travel down to louisville louisville's five and zero, uh, and the irish are favored by six and a half right now that is the spread for the game it's so all going over some stats first we'll start with the irish Notre name finished with 380 total yards 222 passing yards, 158 rushing yards, 16 first downs, 22 tackles, zero turnovers, and had the ball for 28 minutes and 15 seconds. For Duke, they finished with 323 yards, 134 passing yards, 189 rushing yards, 17 first downs, 16 tackles, two turnovers, and had the ball for 31 minutes and 45 seconds. Some other college football scores, uh, mostly ranked teams here. Uh, Oregon State beat Utah 21-7. USC beat Colorado 48-41. Number one, Georgia. Uh, got the win at Auburn in that rivalry game, twenty-seven to twenty. Texas handled Kansas, forty to fourteen. Ole Miss beat LSU, fifty-five to forty-nine. Kentucky handled Florida. I mean, the score wasn't as close as what it finished up as, but Kentucky won the game, thirty-three to fourteen. And then Washington. Squeaked out a win against Arizona 31 to 24. Um, so now for my top 25 for college football um, I have Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, Ohio State, Texas, USC, Penn State, and Oregon all in order from 1 to 8. Same as last week, no changes there. Uh, I have Notre Dame at nine. I kept Washington at 10 only because I like Notre Dame's win over Duke on the road more than I like Arizona's, than Washington beating Arizona and only winning by seven points. So there's that. Um, I have Alabama at 11, Oklahoma at 12. North Carolina at 13. Uh, I dropped Utah to 14. They were ninth. And then see Alabama was 12 last week for me. Oklahoma was 14. And then North Carolina was 15. Uh, I have Oregon State at 15. Uh, At 16, I have Washington State. Those two I flip-flopped. Uh, I have Ole Miss at 17. They were 18th last week for me. Uh, 18, I have Kentucky. Um, They were not ranked last week, but with a win against Florida, how they did it, how they did that, uh, that's just impressive. So they jump all the way up to 18. I have Miami at 20, at 19, actually, at 19. They were 23rd for me last week. Tennessee, I have at 20. They were 22nd last week. Uh, 21, I have Fresno State. They were not ranked for me. At 22, I have Duke. They were 18th. At 23, I have LSU. They were 13th. At 24, I have Maryland. They're 5-0. and They were not ranked. And at 25, I have Louisville. So, and if you want to compare, um, this is the AP poll for this week. Georgia, Michigan, Texas, Ohio State, Florida, Penn State, and Washington are your top seven. Oregon jumps USC. Uh, Oregon's now eighth. USC is ninth. Notre Dame cracks the top ten, which I'm not surprised. Uh, They're 10th, Alabama's 11th, Oklahoma's 12th, Washington State is number 13, North Carolina's 14, Oregon State is 15, Uh, Ole Miss is 16, Miami is 17, Utah is 18, Duke is 19, Kentucky comes in at number 20, Missouri is 21. Tennessee is 22, LSU is 23, Fresno State is 24, and Louisville is 25. That's your AP top 25, the poll that actually matters, until the college football rankings. Uh, And with that, that's all I have. So until this upcoming week when we give out the week seven uh, games for the week so long everybody hey guys it's Kenny host of The Good Fight we hope you enjoyed the episode if you want to hear more you can check out our website at thelugnutspodcastgroup.com for all information related to the podcast and where to listen to us you can also follow the Patreon page for exclusive benefits for the show. Join us next time for The Good Fun.